coming to get you, Barbara. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. All right, Stan, you have one more shot to get this intro right. Go for it. Welcome back to Long Walk Talks. My name is Stan Wilson Lee. I'm the VP, VP of Long Walk Productions. It's okay. It's okay. It's and I am joined tonight by my two co-hosts, Chris Wilson Barnes and David Wilson Hensley. Thank you, Stan. That was the closest you have come to getting it right. I am so proud of you. Yay, pride. Oh, welcome back to Long Walk Talks. Before we <laughs> dive into the discussion of Stan's next Perfect Ten film... I have a note from my mom that says I'm excused. Oh, okay. Gotta go. All right. Me too. No. Oh, you got you no, want to leave no. me talking about this film by myself? <laughs> That's going to get real weird. Put Katie on but speaker. Yeah, Katie would love to talk about it. Uh, before we get started with the discussing the film, I want to give a tr- uh, quick trigger warning to our uh, listeners, uh, which is not something I've had to do on an episode in a long time, but w- there's a lot of uh, controversial, disturbing stuff in this film, which includes attempted rape uh, and incest. And I'm trying to think of... I, I had this list composed earlier of all the weird shit that's in this movie. But uh, those are the two big ones. We're going to be discussing... Uh, octopus eating? There is an octopus being eaten, but there's also uh, an attempted rape scene, and the plot also heavily uh, involves incest. So if any of those topics might be uh, too much for you, we completely understand. We'll catch you on the next episode. Uh, Stan, tell us about your fourth perfect 10 film pick i think you just did um i think we're done (laughs) oh wow this was the shortest an Uh, episode that's just a trigger warning that's it kind of is um if it it, anyway um oh uh this is south korean film old boy uh sean woo park um is director um it's the inspiration for many of the great action films to come since then, uh, this, it was 2003 is this when, when this came out. So it was like early on in the, um, I'm going to say it's the progenitor of the close quarters hallway fighting uh, with multiple uh, opponents. Opponents, yes. Because um, yeah. there's been fights in close quarters, but usually it's one at a time. You know, got the first person, you kick them out. The next person comes in, kick them out. And and you got close quarters in the sense that you can't reach too far and you can't fly too far in the sense of kung fu films where uh, a lot of that is based on the fact of how far far can you fly to kick somebody in the head. Uh, But in this sense, Old Boy is probably the beginning of the realistic one man against 90 in a hallway. I just want to point out, I mentioned this to Dave on the ride over. Uh, this is what I, what I heard about um, all the time when people would talk to me or mention Old Boy. This it's is the, what most people know this movie for. Is right. the very famous three-minute long single-take mm-hmm. hallway fight. Yes. One man with a hammer versus a bunch of opponents with knives and machetes and various things. And I was like, I, I just hear about that from old boy. I never hear anything else, you know. And then I, then 
you know that but you know that was the before time when my my world was a simpler better place before having watched yeah, it yeah more innocent <laughs> uh, yeah everyone talks about the uh, the the hallway fight no one ever talks about the surprise incest i feel like this movie should come with a pamphlet that says so you've watched revenge cest mhm yeah it's uh I was telling Chris, it's been about 10 years since I watched it. I remembered the beats of the plot. I remembered what the film was about. So none of that was a surprise to me, obviously. But I forgot a lot of the details about this movie and how fucked up it is. Uh, let's, before we dive into the discussion topics, let's very briefly describe the plot. Because I feel like this is one of the more obscure films we've talked about, despite the fact that it did have a remake in 2014. A Spike Lee remake. The Spike Lee remake uh, with Josh Brolin yep. as the main character. Um, but even that movie wasn't seen by a whole lot of people. Um, so it's a decent, it's, it's a really good remake, I will say that. It's a really good American version of... Well, prior to re-watching the 2003 Korean film, I had said, eh, I, I don't need to see the American remake. I don't see any point in watching it. Now it's just morbid curiosity. Uh, if I can find it streaming free somewhere, I might watch it just to satisfy the curiosity. Uh, but essentially, Old Boy is about a uh, troubled man named Odai Su, who is... Uh, a father and an alcoholic and a ne'er-do-well who gets himself arrested and uh, then shortly after his friend gets him out, he finds himself captured and imprisoned again, this time in what appears to be a hotel room uh, where his food is delivered to him and there are no exits and no windows, no way to tell the passage of time except for a television, and he is kept there for 15 years. And upon being released, sets out on a roaring rampage of revenge. That's the, that's the plot of the film in a nutshell, minus the insanity that follows after that. So, Stan, what is our first discussion topic? Well, the first discussion topic is probably the, it, the, the reason why all this ugliness can happen. Um, and I basically titled, So Yeah... Fuck hypnosis, eh? <laughs> okay, well, if we're talking about like somebody being hypnotized to quit smoking, <laughs> then you know hypnotism has as its purpose. If we're talking about like an amusement sh show act where you hypnotize an audience member into barking like a dog, then sure, that's entertaining. But the thing is, what what I mean by the fuck hypnosis is that yeah, all that stuff can be entertaining. But the thing is that thing of suggestion is always going to be there no matter if it's entertainment or not and the fact the fact that somebody can be that horrible to get into somebody's head that much to get them to fuck their daughter fuck their daughter and eat live octopuses if uh, hypnosis was in any way as effective as presented in this film i'm pretty sure large portions of history would be different uh-huh and there'd be a lot less people smoking like you said yeah exactly um i mean we're, we're talking about fantastical realism it, it is fantastical of... realism but the idea that if somebody is that um open to suggestion uh there is that i mean we before this we have Manchurian candidate okay, that you was, know so it's like so you know and that's under duress and continued um uh torture and everything like that but this you know this is 15 years that this gentleman was 
captured and uh, and I put quotes around gentlemen just to let you know and uh, but the idea that uh, the, the suggestion was deep, 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 and well, and, right. and the, also at, the possibility the end, is when the villain's laying up. out his plan, he does conveniently add that oh, turns out Daisu and Mido are also two of the most uh, easily receptive to hypnosis and ever. Yes. Convenient, yeah. I mean, like you, you brought up the Manchurian Candidate. That kind of uh, post-hypnotic suggestion, like you said, takes place where you're under a lot of duress mm-hmm. and your mind is being... Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah Clockwork, clockwork orange. orange. Your mind is being broken you're be- down. You're being traumatized. Into yes. It, yeah. um, it doesn't happen when you've been drugged and are, are sleeping, like gassed and are sleeping peacefully. Or in the case of Mido, literally just having a conversation with a hypnotist. The way that it's presented in the movie is that Mido and the hypnotist... We're just sitting down having a conversation. You're exactly right in the sense that it is an extreme, uh, extreme hyperreal version of the extent of hypnotism. But but it is a com- it, it is commenting on the possibility that this could be more and be used for more than just you know having people and quit yet, smoking. And yet so this- so that's I'm, I'm just saying that there is basis for the awfulness that happens and yet this fantastical portion of the movie is the least batshit <laughs> right <clears throat> and also like i i i wonder what uh i cannot remember the villain's name does anyone remember no it's, uh, i wonder what his pitch to this hypnotist was like because you can walk up and be like so listen i need you to hypnotize me so that uh, anytime I pick up a cigarette, I get a feeling of revulsion because I want to quit smoking. No, this man had to sit down with a professional hypnotist and be like, all right, the job is twofold. I need you to convince a grown man to not recognize his daughter and also give the suggestion that he wants to have sex with his daughter. And then he, that's, but okay. And also I need you to go to his daughter, make her f- not recognize her father and also give her the, the, the suggestion that she wants to have sex with him. She starts getting up. She's like, okay, and starts getting up. No, no, sit down. We're not done. Here, he There's more. A, he brings out a stack of papers. Yeah. And then. Like, I, 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 I want to know more about this morally gray hypnotist who's like, you know what? It's a challenge. I have never hypnotized. We, we, only, we, only, get to see her at, 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 we only get to see her at the end when she comes back to rehypnotize. Well, we see her in flashbacks. I get the feeling as good as... I guess we do, do we? As good as she... she, We see her like three times. One when she's hypnotizing him before getting released. The second in flashbacks and the third at the end. Yeah. And I get the feeling if she's... As the hypnotist she's presented as, she doesn't hurt for anything, but she, she can just hypnotize people into giving her shit right like at that point if you are that good as a hypnotist you could just she's fucking walk the scarlet up. witch is what she is oh yeah you could just walk up to somebody and uh be like hey how's it going having a good day give me 10 million dollars do you have any pets i'd really like to meet one of your pets wait wait go, go back a couple what was it are you having a good day oh yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, it, it's not the sort of hypnosis that you see on uh, it, it, it. Of course not. That's not what I'm. But but the idea that but but torture but, torture can lead. You know, fifteen years of deprivation can lead to a lot of shit. So. Right, and I'm just saying that 
fuck hypnosis is a hard <laughs> stance to take. Also an odd one to take and, with everything else and, happening. And just at the thought that I may be that susceptible. Is that what you're worried about? I, I, I say no to hypnosis whenever anybody suggests it. It's like, so it's like. You're worried about what thing, they might suggest you it's do. It's a good thing that I have convinced myself not to ever really smoke. I mean, I have things I smoke, <laughs> but, um, um, do you I, smoke not, after sex? I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've never I'm, looked. I've never looked. Um, I don't smoke cigarettes regularly. You know, it's like, I'm a, what I'm he's a, saying is the first I'm time he watched this, smoker. he might've mentally but, split into two people. But the, the idea, one of them died. The idea that I haven't had to have be hypnotized into ending any of my vices. And there's probably some, I probably should be hypnotized in the ending, but, but the idea that, um, I'm not causing enough damage to myself or to others to justify me saying, yeah, please hypnotize me and put me in, under your control. Well, I think it has its place in the idea, like Dave was kind of saying earlier, it has its place, like, obviously you can't really actually like rewrite someone's entire brain right. with this, but it can help just kind of set up the, the aversion, the desire to, to want right. to avoid this thing that you feel compelled to. And there were a lot of other things that he experienced in those 15 years to, uh, right, because he, he, you know, he was shown stuff on TV. You know, again, I could have said TV, huh? Fuck TV. Because he spent 15 years learning how to do stuff again by watching TV. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to remember how to do this. So when I, when he does release me, uh, I'll know how, I'll know how to react into society. So he learned how to do stuff. And then, and then, um, but the things that were being shown, we don't know if what he was being shown on the TV was actually a, uh, the actual stuff on TV, or it could have been, it could have been canned stuff being piped into his TV set to be, to go along with the rest of the stuff that he was being. That's a valid point, and I will accept your argument in the case of Odai Su being conditioned to accept this hypnosis. What about Mido, his daughter? Cause, she was uh, also super suggestive, as the bad guy said. Apparently. That's all you get. Because of the trauma that she experienced, you know, because she grew up thinking her father killed her mother or tried to kill them all, you know, and he, and he, go, he gets up, you know, thinking, oh, I killed my, I killed my wife. Or I, people think I killed my wife, so I have to, you know, if I get out of this, I'm going to, you know, clear my name. But the idea that, um, and, and he, he didn't know, she was like, what, two or three when... When three. Her, three when her ma died so or was killed at, and at, so it's like at the youngest if so, we want this to be less weird <laughs> no that, no that's what the the villain says at the end i've been raising okay. a daughter since she was three. three yeah and so her version her idea of her father was the guy that had captured her dad and raised her you know so it's like and and he'd been putting stuff into her head and her traumatized brain for blah 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 so she also had a, a, as much and and he, and he trained her to be a sushi chef, you know. So I don't that know. Bastard. I don't know what that's called. And 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 the thing is, it was so specific. Is it that allowed when, because that's how they meet. You know, all this stuff could happen because. It could have been vegetarian. Go, <laughs> but the idea that he put all the all the uh, receipts in the food, you know, to show. So it's like when he does get out, he's going to go to that place or find that place and, and, and meet her. And so it's like, there, there is, I mean, the idea that yes, it it is, it is at the far extreme of Manchurian candidate shit. But, um, the idea that 
And that's why I'm just saying is like, at the risk that I'm that, that susceptible to long-term overtake, you know, it's like, fuck that. <laughs> uh, man, if the villain put half as much effort into just finding someone who looked like his sister, we, this wouldn't have happened. Agreed. Uh, two things before we move on, um, just so that we stop saying like the villain or the antagonist, uh, his name is Wu Jin. Wujin. I'd forgotten about yeah. that. And also... But let's never forget Wujin's a villain. <laughs> yes. Um, and also, uh, before we move on to the next topic, Stan, oh. you don't have like a long-lost daughter that neither of us know about, do you? <laughs> Several? Okay, so that explains a lot about <laughs> no. why you're worried about hypnosis. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's like being adopted. Being a, adopted, I don't, you know, anybody I could meet Because you're be about the same age as Odaisu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in 2003, wow. That <laughs> wow. explains nothing. All right. Yeah, that was uh, just a non sequitur. All right, what's our next uh, discussion? Because 2003 topic? is when I came here, remember? I, I, oh. I didn't know you Ooh. in 2003, but yeah. we're just going to agree and move along. Uh, all right, so what's our what next What color topic? suitcase were you in? Uh, orange. <laughs> um, okay, I, I, pretty much because of what we had to it's like, Anything else is going to be, these are totally innocuous topics now because you guys are already set up on the, on the really mean, horrible they, stuff. Uh, the second one that I guess is, is like the host, there's many, there's a lot of uh, slapstick elements to this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know how Chris is going to answer this, but this is great. Um, uh, does the humor enhance or diminish again the power of the payoffs? That come later. Chris, you take this one first. The humor is the only thing keeping my attention. Okay. Uh, because this because this plot just turns into uh, insane gobbledygook. I don't care how well it's done it is. Um, it's just insane I, that all of this is set up just for... I, it's nuts. <laughs> the, the levity is there, I think, just because... I Actually, I said this to Dave on the way over. I think it's like Shakespeare. He's playing for the cheap seats and everything in between. Mm-hmm. That's fine because, of course, you know nothing can be a straight drama. Nothing, nothing in life ever is a straight drama. There's moments of levity and there's little light-hearted moments about how things unfold, even you know, even serious things. Um, and that's fine. I didn't, you know, that's you know, that's always hey, a good little gag here and there will, you know, ease the tension that some people can feel. Uh, those gags kind of slide off toward the end. They do uh, when we want, when we're supposed to deeply deeply care about how much that guy loved his sister. Wu Jin. So you're bringing it back to Wu Jin. So it's like, are, are we supposed to, I, well, I, I know, I know. Before he shoots himself in the head, spoilers, um, <laughs> we have, we are treated to his memory of his sister's right. death where he tearfully, tearfully tries to keep her from falling into the dam. And, and i and they played it way too straight and way too emotional for me to, for me to feel think anything other than oh they want me to sympathize with him well quentin tarantino famously has said that that last scene was the most surprising to him out of everything because it made him care about someone who up to that point he had detested oh i didn't <laughs> you know why because i detested because he's a fucking asshole who spent his life ruining another man just because 
if some, it could have been anybody who saw them in that fucking classroom, fucking. <laughs> like my, what my, if, my thing is that um, uh, 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 the protagonist, um, Odaisu, o- Odaisu um, he told his buddy, and it was actually his buddy that start, kicked off right. the rumors. But, but the thing is, if Odaisu hadn't told him, those rumors wouldn't have okay, but just honestly, stated so hard. So, um, so it's like, I, I don't know. It's like they weren't inconspicuous. They would have gotten found out. They would have gotten found out. But um, and the also idea that because uh, Odaisu is leaving the school, he, he was done. Yeah. He he was out. So it's like he didn't have to cause this issue with this guy. He, so it's like so. This is the only way I had sympathy for. Um, uh, for the villain, Wu Jin, um, Wu Jin uh, is because um, he, you know, he, but but yeah, it's like he saw this stuff, but but because you know he was that it was, was honest, the most non-answer was, answer you've ever. It given. was on, you know, <clears throat> because he was his sister's protector and everything, and and it's like, but then if he was such a good protector, he'd have found a room that didn't have windows. Right. What if a study group had shown up? It just, like, guys, we need to use the library. I'm, oh, my God. All I can do is that think that they know that this is hardly ever frequented. Nobody ever comes to this building, you know, and it's like... Lots you know, of people come in but, that building, apparently. But, but obviously... But at least two. At least two. <laughs> Look, it's like the saying goes, if you're going to be dumb, you've got to be tough. But the thing is, is that... Um, okay, I can understand. It's like... It was a lot of time he spent on this, but the thing is, is that he, he, the idea that he has transferred all the blame of his sister's death onto, uh, Odaisu. Odaisu. So it's like, um, I'm not sure if I would have had that much because I can be vindictive, but I don't know if I have 15 years. No, this man is a sociopath. Yeah. And, and I'm close to sociopathology in a lot of aspects, but but you like to think you are, but all right. So all that said, yes, it is understandable that given the circumstances of his sister's death, he would be vengeful. He'd be spiteful because Uh, he kills the buddy in the in the right. internet room so it's like it should have been done right there well, that's because he repeated because yeah. he repeated he told yeah. shit again yep but honestly honestly who amongst us <laughs> if we were in high school and caught somebody we knew fucking their sister how many of us would have just sat on that and never brought it up versus oh my god did you know steve from biology is fucking his sister everybody was Anybody who caught them was going to spread that rumor. Sure. Yeah. But it was... But not just anybody did. But not not just anybody did. And and I'm assuming they had, whether Odaisu knew it or not, because they were part of the same circle of friends, they had history and it wasn't very friendly. The moment I had... The, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have much sympathy for the guy to begin with. But the moment I knew this guy was up his own ass, Wu Jin. Yeah. Uh, the moment I knew he was up his own ass is when he tells Odaisu, your tongue killed my sister. No, it did not. Yeah. We've, got, we've gotten way the fuck off topic if the question was, <laughs> did the humor diminish well, or enhance the or, movie? Well, it, it, it did enhance. And in fact, there is a moment in the final sequence that is 
very funny, which is uh, Odaisu charges Mr. Han to try and take him out to get to Wujin, and Mr. Han proceeds to judo throw him through every piece of glass in that area. I, I agree. Almost through the window. There were um, there were some like actual funny moments in the movie to me, but it's telling that right now I can't remember what a single one of them was. Uh, at the end of the hallway fight, when the elevator door opens and he smiles. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, and, and and at the beginning, after he's released and he has the two moments of, you know, whether the TV training worked and he, you know, he gets attacked by the one gang and he said, hmm, does the voiceover comes in, does the, the does training 15 work? years of fake training prepare you for, for a real, real fight? fight. Yeah. And, and, and he kicks their ass. So yeah, it does. And then, and then it come and it's bookended by, and, and I finally figured out why she lets it happen. But the idea, cause she's hypnotized too. So th- that was part of the plan. And, um, but the idea when he goes, Hmm, does 15 years of fake training and the ways of wooing a woman work? No, it doesn't. <laughs> when he goes and attacks her in the on on the, the surface, yeah. it's a clever payoff to that joke. Um, but in the context of the scene, it is not funny because I mean that is the attempted rape that I mentioned at the beginning. Like, yeah. had he had he awkwardly leaned in to kiss her, or like put his arm around her, or flashed a, a bad pickup line at her, then that that line, that repeating of that line. Uh, could have been funny, but in the moment itself, no, it was not. Um, but uh, as to whether or not it diminishes the film, I feel like I can't say because I made the mistake of watching this movie with the English dub instead of the subtitles. And the English dub of Old Boy is fucking terrible. terrible. Um, so I feel like a lot of things that might have been funny on their own were not funny because of the terrible dubbing. So, but I mean, yes, there were funny moments. I just don't remember what they are now. And in, in the face I, of all the other weird shit that happens, it had the same problem as the host is yeah. like, is like they want, they, they would play it like that. But then when it was time for it to be serious drama or serious tension, then it was there. And only they, like they, they, when they lean into a mood, it's like, that's the only mood that exists right now. Did you think that, no, was I, better for this? No. Uh, so I mean, overall, you, no. Because for, for the host, you that, that it took it to too many places, you know, in the sense. I, and, and I think the host handled it better. You think? Okay. I do. All right. I, I, I will say, uh, honestly, the, the, I do think the humor, when it hit, enhanced it. Uh, especially at the beginning when Odaisu was being released from being drunk and disorderly and the police captain goes, I don't want to see you back here. And he goes, that's not up to you, asshole. That's not up to you, asshole. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, on the surface, no, I don't, I don't. It's just another level of weird in a movie that is already overwrought with weird. Well, up until the point where it was time for the plot to conclude, it was kind of like weird slice of life. Yeah. And then it was kickstarted into the intense drama. I'm, I'm starting to realize now that much like uh, a lot of the films that we've discussed, it sounds like I, I hate this movie. I, I really do appreciate and enjoy Old Boy, but when we sit down to discuss it critically, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of fucking weird shit in here. Again, it's like, I guess I'm just jaded to weirdness or something, but... Um, that's that's I, the title of your autobiography. <laughs> um, because I guess I had a lot of weird shit going up into this movie. So it's like, 
It was art because I'd seen the aisle before this movie. So, um, and if you want weird, really intensely weird South Korean stuff, yeah, go see the aisle. After the host and old boy, I've, I've reached my limit on weird South Korean films for a while. Uh, get back to me in like three or four months and then maybe I'll be open to watching another weird South Korean film uh, right now. But you're I mean, all good I mean, this mo- Miyake, though. Man. I know, but this... <laughs> no. That's a, that's a hard no. I mean, you have to admit, this movie puts the South in South Korean. Ah. Uh, that was good, Chris. Well done. Um, no, I am not good on Takashi Miyake. Uh, he, is, he has made some good films. He has also made some fucking bonkers shit <laughs> that I will never watch again. I watched Ichi the fucking killer. That movie was so bananas and so out there. And I'm watching that again, actually. Oh, I'm, I've, why? I've seen reviews of that. From the sound of it, it's a movie that is so bonkers that you either love it or hate it. Exactly, and I hated it. Yeah. The, the title card of the movie, yeah. uh, Ichi the Killer, is splayed out in a man's sperm after he finishes jacking off. <laughs> like he ejaculates, and the ejaculate spells out the Korean words for Ichi the Killer. Like it sets the tone for what weird shit you're about to watch right off the bat, which good for it. Uh, get it out early. You know what you're watching, but still, we're not talking about each of the. We're not. What? Uh, what's our next topic, Stan? I, again, um, I, I think we've actually covered this, um, but uh, I, my third thing was: is old boys controversy? Controversy still controversial? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A point even, blank end of discussion. Yeah. Even after what we've had, even in American films yes. since then, uh, is it you know? Yes. I mean, everybody does uh, the hallway scenes. Everybody does. Right. But, but the idea that um, we don't, we might not have live octopus eating in American films yet, and it's like just just but, to hammer at home. Uh, the plot of the movie is uh, a guy. Uh, hypnotizes and uses various extensive underhanded and horribly horribly ruthless methods to uh, basically erase a man release him back into the world uh, have him and his daughter reunite not know they're each other and fall in love and fuck and fuck just so that he can eventually tell the protagonist Odaisu oh hey I made you fuck your daughter because you caught me fucking my sister who he who he dearly dearly loved Yes. Um, do, do the controversies still stand up uh, 19, almost 20 years later? Yes, 100%. I have not once seen an American film as fucked up <laughs> as any of the foreign films that I have watched. All right. We want to talk about like disturbing cinema. We, well, we have. We did it. It was our very first episode. But I, there, there are no American films that I am immediately aware of that I can think of that top the weirdness of something like a Serbian film or Ichi the Killer or Martyrs. All of these European or Asian films. I cannot think of a single film that tops the fucked up weirdness of Hostile. any of them. Uh, not hostile was just a gore fest. <laughs> these these other films, hostile too then. <laughs> also just like a, a love of gore and schlock. But there's there's they're disturbing. Yes. yes. Um, and and then you have stuff like Clockwork Orange, which came before, way before. But uh, uh, is it the same type of 
it's uh, it's worth pointing out that uh, we're talking about this eyes movie. wide shut. They didn't they didn't unlike other movies that you've just named they didn't pull this idea out of thin air. This was adapted from a manga. Exactly. Yeah. A long running manga that uh, that that was yeah great. Japanese in origin. Yeah. yeah was, the setting was changed to South Korea for the film. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious what uh, what else this author has been up to. <laughs> No, I'm just. I would just be curious. I was wondering if that was the setup to a joke. Sorry. <laughs> no, sadly, I didn't do any research. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, you bring up Clockwork Orange, and like, yeah, there's some there's some disturbing stuff in that film, um, and that's obviously that is what like the legacy of a Clockwork Orange is is the disturbing moments of it. But a lot of that stuff has, in the time since its release, become like a pop culture zeitgeist. Like whenever you see a character with the, the mm-hmm. things holding their eyeballs open while they're uh, being fed all this subliminal imagery. Or whenever you see somebody like in a white bowler hat with a cane dancing around singing, uh, singing in the rain, you know those things. That is a clockwork orange. It's, when like, you, it's like guys enough that I'm, I am pretty sure, I can't name things off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure I've seen the movie theater eyes held open thing in like kids stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I have never seen... Uh, of a reveal like you fucked your daughter ha 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 played off as like a pop culture joke like remember everyone's seen old boy right you remember this joke that we're referencing that's pretty funny right no you i you just don't see shit like that i i, I agree with that but uh the idea that um i guess what what the the different is that i'm not yes the hypnotism, the, the 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 entrapment into committing incest with your daughter is a is integral to the plot of this movie. Um, uh, ideally, we don't know that's the case until the end. Um, but after you know twenty something years, we all know that's what old boy is about. But the idea that, and we we haven't talked about yet. Um, he goes back, Odaisu goes back to the hypnotist after he finds out all the stuff. Wouldn't you? To, to remove all the new memories because he literally, he, and we, and I, and I, and I, and no, I may be wrong. Has, he, he just has to le- remove the knowledge that that's his daughter. That's his daughter because he legitimately is in love and wants to pursue. That's the, and, re- well, and, and. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. That's just really, that's the really fucked up part is there is no moment of catharsis for Daisu. The villain basically wins, mm-hmm. even you know, and he even though he honors his end of the deal after he accepts Daisu's groveling apology and kills himself and kills himself after his emotional montage. <laughs> uh, honestly, telling his henchman not to open the box for Mito is yeah. the only nice thing that right. Wujin does the entire movie. It's, it the, it's his only moment of humanity. It's the honor amongst thieves, you know. That man has no honor. But the idea right. that but there is. He's lawful he made evil a promise. He fulfilled a promise. Right. He's lawful evil. He's lawful evil. Yes. But yeah. It's still honor amongst thieves. The idea. Well, uh, that's arguable. Like honor among thieves. Or is like... honor amongst really fucked up murderers. You know. So. Sure. <laughs> no, the honor among thieves moment is when he gives that guy a new giant prison. For yeah. A new giant prison, and um, I want to talk about that before we're done. Oh, we haven't talked about the teeth yet, have we? And we the removable talk- of the hand. Yeah. No. <laughs> but but the thing is, is um, again, there was a behanding. There was a behanding. Um, excuse me. I'm. I'm 
For those listeners who don't know, that was an inside joke to a show that I produced uh, that Stan was in that a friend of ours directed called A Behanding in Spokane by uh, Martin McDonough. It's a great stage play. If you uh, you ever, if the company around you is ever producing it, you should see it. That's horribly off topic. Um, Chris brought up uh, off air when we were on our way here, we were sort of, we we're guilty of this with everything. We talk about so many topics off, uh, off air yeah, that then, then we get to the sit down and do the recording and invariably every single time we leave and I'm like, fuck, I wanted to talk about this thing. That I we forgot to about. talk about blank. Yeah. Um, but Chris brought up that, uh, if you remove the surprise incest element of the plot, it could have just been a, a regular you, thriller. You can make this not incestual, and it would still work. Yeah, it would still work, but this movie would not be as well remembered or as no, highly regarded not. as it is if you took away that specific plot point. No, because it, that is ultimately the thing that people remember about, even more so. Like people talk about the hallway it's a fight. It's sixth sense moment. Yeah. People talk about the hallway fight when they talk about this movie just because it's more polite in general conversation. Be like, oh shit. And when he had that hammer and he was beating those guys, then it'd be like, oh man, yeah. Uh, when he was fucking his daughter, oh, uh, can I get some more coffee, please? Thank you. <laughs> and then like the bad guy was turned out he was fucking his sister. Oh, thank you very much. Can I get some cream with that also? And anyway, he was totally finger blasting his sister at their high school. I, and the, Why do you have this recording of Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I really don't think the, those revelations were supposed to be the popular culture zeitgeist. I mean, yes, it's part of what re, what is memorable about the film, but the idea that yes, it it is it is a surprise. But memorable, it's the linchpin of the plot. It, Are you saying that surprise incest but, is not a surprising thing in no, South Korea? No, surprise incest. But the idea. That's just it's, it, it, right, again. This is this circles around to me not being as fucked up by it as y'all. <laughs> no, maybe I have too many, too much experience with other stuff. But I don't know. You're going to want to clarify <laughs> no, that no. statement too real fucking fast. fast. <laughs> too much experience and weird shit that that's not the weirdest thing I've ever been exposed to. You know, so it's like, I don't know. Again, you watched a Serbian film. None of us did. True that, that, true that. That set a bar for you that <laughs> no film can top and that's exactly but the thing why is, I won't watch but, it. But the thing is, um, I will never watch that again. I don't know. You watched it once. Um, I, 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 did the, I did the prerequisite. Stan needs to watch this at least once, and I did it, and I don't need to see it again. Ted, um, Ted Patterson tried to convince me that like you can't truly judge something until you've seen it, and in this case, uh, he is firmly wrong. I can 100% judge a Serbian film without having seen it. You can't... You, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, can, I mean, you can read a summary of that and go, that's fucked up, and still be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stan, did you have any more discussion topics? Because there's one thing that I really want to talk about whenever we're, uh, um, well, I, I do have the, um, are the coolest moments still cool? Sure. You yeah. Know, you know, it's like, uh, again, what we hallway fight. fight also him with an axe in his back or the oh. knife in his back. Also him recounting his story to the guy by holding him by his tie off the roof. Great. Yes. Moment. Even yes. though I hate the way that the, the payoff to that joke. <sighs> Because um, we don't know if the dog died. The the dog died, Stan. Yeah. We don't know, though. And, and, and just the knowledge that we don't know. The only mitigating factor to that um, is the fact that it, the dog, like, when, it, when you see it bounce, like, it clearly like a, a stuffed, stuffed animal. animal. <laughs> yes. 
Um, I mean, yeah, the cool moments are still really fucking cool because I, I, Chris, being the, the wrestling fan here and me being a casual observer because of the nature of our uh, friendship and our friendship with David Two Dogs Hayes and mm-hmm. all the wrestling that we watch. Odaisu straight up Superman punches a guy in he that does. first street fight, and yeah. it's fucking awesome. It's, it, and most likely in this case, because it's so low budget, most of these hits really hit the people. <laughs> so it's like the violence and the uh, it really happened. So yeah. I don't know. I tr- I trust uh, Korean stuntmen. So uh, I, I went to DoesTheDogDie.com, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, a cat doesn't die. But uh, the consensus is yes, the dog does the die. Dog but it's very obvious that it's a stuffed dog toy they use to kill for the that's, kills. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes that scene any easier to watch. And I feel like that might have been on purpose, just to be, just to let people be like, it's okay, it's not a real dog. Right. At the last moment, he swapped out his beloved poodle for a stuffed poodle to die <laughs> <Yes>. with. <laughs> um, yeah. No. The yeah, the cool stuff, one hundred percent, is still cool. Nineteen, twenty years later. That's why you still talk about the whole exactly. fight. Mm-hmm. And that's why we still compare it to the likes of the raid or Daredevil or yeah. the Punisher. Yeah. The hallway fight is is actually uh, part of a, the, a game. I told Dave about this. A game called Sifu. Uh, it's actually part of the first level that you do in that game. Where you do a, re, a, a your own version of it, yeah, and it even switches to the camera proper angle and everything to the recreate. side scroller. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, Spike Lee tried to not just recreate the success of that fight, but try to one up it mm-hmm. by in the in the American remake setting it in a parking garage where it has levels yep. and. Um, in that film, I don't. I, I, what you've seen? Mm-hmm. What uh, if not Odaisu? What is Josh Brolin's character's name in that movie? Do you remember? George. No. George. <laughs> Something like that. But but having that character fight through multiple levels of a parking garage. I've watched the fight. It's the only part of the movie that I've seen. Not as cool. Doesn't work as well. It's not as visceral as. Because because he can get away. Right. And, and 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 the the other adversaries can move move up or move down, you know. And it's like um, I, I I personally th- think it's a great, really well staged American violent, you know, scene of violence. Um, and and it was also part of Spike Lee's growth into being an action director as well. So it's like um, uh, so not only could he do straight, you know, we're going to talk a lot between each other and not have many fights, but now he can do fights and, and old boy was his proof of that, even though he'd done clockers and stuff like that before. But, um, uh, he does accomplish the idea that he does one up the situation, but he doesn't improve necessarily improve on that moment because you might have five minutes of the parking garage scene in, in the American old boy where you just have three minutes, which the first time you see that movie, old boy, is that three minutes seems a lot longer because I remember I, I came in and it's like I watched it and I'm like oh my this is good and then it's it was done it was over and it's like it was much shorter than I remembered it being but yeah it's only three minutes but I think the fight in the American version is longer but because they're dropping down yeah. and moving up levels so and, and the idea like you said it's not as visceral because they can get away and there's there's so much space what were you going to say, Chris? I will say this is Mar- this is kind of clever. Uh, the main character's name in the American old boy is Joe Doucette. 
Joe Doucette. Oh, okay. Doucette Daisu, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, yeah, if uh, if you're looking for like an Amer- the closest American equivalent to the hallway fight, everyone thanks to the Netflix Marvel shows, you know, Daredevil made it famous, and then literally every one of the Netflix Defenders show shows had a hallway fight after that. Did it in all three seasons of uh, Daredevil. Uh, did it in the Defenders. Like most of the shows had a hallway fight, all of them, I think. But the the best equivalent I can think of is the Punisher fight in the second season of Daredevil when he's in prison. Yes. Because that is the most brutal... That uh, that is the most brutal fucking fight I have seen in anything modern-day Marvel-related. It is more violent than anything else in the MCU. And it is glorious to behold. And the close-ups of the repeated bashings, you know, it's like, it's just... And then he's getting up, and, and he's very, uh, uh, John Bernthal's Punisher is very similar to Odai Su in this, in the fact that he, you know, he's on the bottom, and then all of a sudden, you know, they stop for a second, and then he pops up, and, he, and he's on, and he's, and, and it's like full contact, I think, even in that show, um, and it's American, and there's insurance things going on, but the idea, it's, close, it's as close to full contact as I think we'll ever get to um, uh, American fight scenes in that sense. I also want to say the Korean old boy, that hallway fight is so much more of a technical achievement because yes. they were shooting that on film. Yes. Whereas like all the Netflix stuff and the American remake of old boy, that those were all shot digitally. Yep. You yep. can, You're right. you can shoot for days yes. if you've got a big enough memory card. Right. But when you are shooting film, depending on how big the reel is, you could have anywhere from two minutes to 10 minutes. Exactly. Um, Hence the reason why it's three minutes and that's all they had and I they couldn't do any more. <laughs> I think so, yeah. yeah. I think they literally just burned an entire reel of film just, fight, just with that fight scene. And they were legitimately exhausted and tired. Every, every actor in that scene, in that moment, um, they were fighting. And uh, they're out of breath. They're just, they're hurting. Um, I mean, just, just, like you said, the visceralness of the sound design, the, the cinematography of it, the, the shooting of it and the, and the framing of it. Like Chris said, they just like totally went side scroll with it. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's another technical achievement right yeah. there. The side scroller aspect, because I can tell you firsthand when it comes to choreographing a fight and participating in a fight, there are certain ways you have to sell things like punches yep. or kicks so that the audience can't see the gap where you're not actually hitting your opponent. Right. Um, so, you know, like with theater, you, you stage it to where you're hitting somebody in the opposite direction of where the audience is sitting on camera. It's the opposite of where the camera is pointed. Uh, you know, if you're punching somebody in the face, you're going to probably put the camera behind the person getting punched and just see the person doing the punching you see the fist go across their face put in a sound effect the per- the actor sells it done in a side scrolling thing like this that would be so much harder to to hide those gaps with you, you can't hold back you can't you can't um uh stop your punches you, you can't hold back your punches or anything because you, you can't but you also can't full-on punch I, your I, opponent exactly the amount of thought uh, that had to have gone into the choreography of that fight with him, like hitting the ground, getting back up, turning around all these angles where the camera would normally yep. see these gaps. Fucking fascinating. 
and fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, again, we've come right back around to <laughs> talking about the hallway fight again. <laughs> um, so yeah, the cool parts are still cool. Yes. All right. I want to ask you both uh, one thing real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. Was that your last topic? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just, oh, wow. We've. I didn't think this. I would make it 47 minutes. That's great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, um, is there something in your life that you value so much that you would voluntarily let somebody cut off your hand for? <laughs> and you don't mean like. Family. I don't mean like a family member. I don't mean a loved one. I mean a, a material possession because in the, the actual plot of Old Boy, mm -hmm. the guy who runs this like prison tenement that Odai Su is kept in for 15 years lets Wu Jin cut off his hand to further Wu Jin's revenge plot in exchange for an even bigger prison tenement. Yes. He got girls too, I think. I'm sorry. We're in a we're in a very uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, it's not like the greatest digs, but it's a lot better than the office that I was in. Uh, we're we're in a metal building. It's we got a lot of space. I would I eventually love to upgrade and have like our own dedicated recording studio, film studio, photography yeah. studio, all of this stuff. That's I'm a, not going to let somebody cut off my fucking hand That for sounds it. nice, but is it left hand or right hand nice? <laughs> exactly. Because you also have to consider the fact that he had to choose which hand based on which one he feels like he needs more. Well, which one had the but, ring on it so yeah. that Odaisu would recognize right. it. Well, then, here's the idea that all these people are probably hypnotized by the same hypnotist, no. too. <laughs> that doesn't that, solve everything. That, but the thing is, that's probably where we're supposed to... I'm thinking that's got to be... You know, it's like... He's no, because get uh, when the dude is telling Odaisu about it, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, or when uh, Wu Jin is telling Odaisu about it, he's like, oh, yeah, I made him a, an offer. He let me cut off his hand in exchange for this bigger building. Well, no, he also what? said, no, he said, did you see the, did you see the size of the building I had to give him Yeah, for that hand? Can you imagine, all right, a suave businessman, probably on, been on the cover of Forbes, like a Fortune 500 kind of guy, a one percenter walks up to you and is like, hey, listen, let me rap with you about something for a second. I got this revenge plot going against this guy that pissed me off 20 years ago. Sit Don't down, ask why. Well, Sit down, Don't ask off. why. Don't ask um, questions. Just hear me out on this one, all right? I need you to help me further my revenge plot. Okay, what do I got? What do I got to do? Do I need to kit? No, no, no. Hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm still going. Yeah, it's a nice hand you have there. You have to let me cut off your hand to make the person who is involved in this revenge plot think that I did this to hurt you. Well, no, fuck you. I'm not, you're not, I'm not give, giving you my hand. What are you fucking talking about? I'll tell you what. I'll give you a bigger prison tenement torture building. <laughs> All right, how big are we talking here? Trump like, Tower? Are like, we talking I, about I got here? like six stories of prison tenements right now. Are we talking like 10 or above, like skyscraper prison tenements? Because then I might give you my fucking hand. What or what? What is this? I'm thinking that's negotiable in a lot of I mean, I would like country. a PS5. <laughs> and, but the thing is, but the thing is, I mean, there are certain people that have been in power lately 
here, how did they get to that position to be able to be in that much power? Well, they all have their fucking hands. I but, can tell you that. But something else is, I mean, and then there's poor guy, you know, he gets caught and gets off in prison. You know, it's like, so it's like Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein? Epstein had something poor going guy? on. Epstein had something to going on for poor 25 years to, you know, be able might to write this time code down <laughs> to keep going. So. But the but the idea that there is there is how did you <laughs> there is examples that it's are possible. You, have you been investigating a hand stealing <laughs> cult? And follow up question: Why did you not include us in this? Could we have been helping you hunt down a hand stealing cult this entire time? Well, you time? know, there's research I did for behanding. You know, so. honestly. I'm good. Um, you don't want to track down a bunch of hand stealers? I, I value my hands because if we get caught, what do you think they're taking? Right, but mm -hmm. if we catch them, and then they're think not of all the people who aren't going to lose their okay, hands. Okay, but if they catch us, they're taking our hands and we're not getting tenement buildings for it. That's a good point. Oh man, my tummy has a rumbling that only hands can satisfy. <laughs> I do not kill people. That is my least favorite thing to do. Oh, the, the, if you don't want to watch. And, and it's weird because. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. All right, hold on, no. Stan, hold on. If you don't want, uh, listeners, if you listen to this whole discussion and you don't want to go and actually watch Old Boy or its remake, go on YouTube and watch Llamas with Hats instead. <laughs> all of it. That's, watch that's, all of it, yeah. That's the reference that Chris and I just made. <laughs> It'll make much more sense there. Uh, Stan, let's, uh, let's start wrapping this up. But what was the last thing you were going to say? I, I was just going to, it, it's weird how much. Uh, stuff that I'm cool with, cool <laughs> with, and that I like, that I just like put to the side to go and enjoy something. It's also, you know, it's like, but but it's like, but then again, it's like I guess I have to do that with the Tarantino stuff I love in, too, right? In it's fairness, like, Korean Elon Musk made for a good villain. He did, oh, and shit, also, yeah. And speaking of Elon Musk, he no, got his. No, he got no, his. Uh, we're not. No, we are not. His, uh, no, no, Twitter. no. We are not a current events uh, <laughs> podcast. I don't give a shit. That goes along with your hands. I don't want to talk about Elon Musk. Just insert Twitter. whatever terrible thing Elon Musk did lately here. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to get into that. Fuck that. Um, I you think that that's weird for you. I think it's weird. The leaps of logic that you make from <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein that to poor cutting guy. off hands. But that poor well, guy. Right. cutting off hands is a metaphor. <laughs> Not in the movie. It goddamn. It, it is though. It goddamn sure is a metaphor, Stan. <laughs> for what metaphor. I don't fucking know. Wow. All right. So that wraps up Stan's uh, picks. So two hands Stan's psychotic. Two hands straight up. Um, <laughs> we've talked about Lord of the Rings. We've talked about Almost Famous. Those were the before times. <laughs> And then you we know, watched the you host. Notice he, this was a trick. He, he, there was he lured one, us in. one movie that Chris liked. He lured us in with two relatively, <laughs> two relatively <laughs> innocuous films. And then he swerved us with and he, and the then host. He, and, and, then he knocked, and then he locked us in a suitcase and sent us to South Korea. Yes. Um, so coming up next, uh, we're going to be talking... <laughs> Uh, May, June, July, and August, we'll be discussing Chris's uh, four perfect ten films. Hey, do and you I feel know like what, a palate cleanser. Yeah, and I know what they are, and we're going to be taking like a weird turn <laughs> into relative normalcy uh, coming up next month. Um, so that's going to be fun. You got that to look forward to, and also, Chris, I hope you've been practicing the intro more than Stan did. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll mean I'll I'll toss it to you or do whatever you want me to do. Um, <laughs> 
um, Stan, if people want to discuss more about the plot to steal people's hands with you online, <laughs> that would be a. Uh, that's the perfect. Find me fucking, on Twitter. That's the perfect fucking place to do it. Hand Stealer sixty nine. <laughs> Mister Slice, your you've heard of Mister Steal Your Girl. Well, now Mr. we got Mister Slice your hand off four twenty six nine. Mr. Steal Your Hands. See, this is why I'm saying. It's like, you guys think I'm so disgusting, man. I never said that out loud. I don't think you're disgusting, but now I, I suspect you I'm might... questionable. You might Ooh. cut off people's hands. Um, Chris. Maybe, I, maybe I gathered them, and, and it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's like the hair thing, you know? It's like, you know, I bring hands back for people that are missing their hands, you know? So maybe I'm, maybe I'm philanthropizing. <laughs> There's a whole podcast worth of stuff just to unpack. How is this the weirdest sentence. part of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, like we would need to do another hour just to unpack what you just said. Uh, Chris, if people want to reach out to you for a witness statement about anything Stan has said, where can they do that at? Oh, let's do it on Twitter at Chris the OK. OK. Supporters. And uh, if you want to reach out to me online or follow me online, the best place to do that is at uh, is on Instagram at D.B. Hensley. Uh, it's not very interesting. It's pictures of dogs and alcohol. That's basically it. Uh, if you want to keep up with Long Walk I can send you some hands. <laughs> Please. Pictures of hands. You know, all right, real, <laughs> real quick aside, because the plot of a Behanding in Spokane, which I mentioned earlier, involves Stan's character having a suitcase full of hands, we commissioned a friend of ours who is a special effects artist to make us a whole bunch of severed hands in a, a suitcase. So we did. We don't anymore, but we we did at one point have a suitcase full of severed hands. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us or you can search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcast on Facebook. To see more of our original works or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Peace out. I'm sorry. My first thought was if you enjoy this show, why? (laughs) 